Welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today it's just me, Trenton Sweet, and I want to read you all chapter 11 of my new book, Rewilding Modern Man. Chapter 11 is the final chapter of the book, and the title of this chapter is Final Words on Being a Man. And I just want to read through this real quick, kind of as a teaser. Um, the introduction will also be released here in a little bit. Um, this book should be releasing sometime in March. Um, will be available anywhere that you buy books. Um, also in studio here. And as a reminder, this podcast is sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio um, in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's also sponsored by the book sales of this book, Rewilding the Modern Man, and the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, Caitlin and I's first book. So without further ado, this is chapter 11 of Rewilding the Modern Man, Final Words on Being a Man. Men get slapped in the face hard with reality, and that's just the truth. While this might be seen as a disadvantage, use it alternatively as an advantage. Learn from those reality checks, endure, adapt, and overcome each obstacle with grace and dignity to become and embrace your inner monster, to awaken the tranquil warrior within. You must relish in all of life's difficulties. You must learn to solve problems quickly, efficiently, and in the least destructive way possible for you and the people you care about. You must know when to fight for your life and when to wait when to throw a punch and when to block one, know when to plant your seeds and have the patience to watch them grow. True strength isn't in the ability to avoid getting knocked down. The strength is in the ability to get back up no matter how hard you've been knocked down to continue to fight for your community. A man's greatest successes are the successes of his wife, children, and grandchildren. Find your purpose, be responsible, Make discipline your most sharpened tool, because no matter what your dreams and aspirations are, discipline will always serve you well. Find brotherhood. Blood brothers are good friends that you can call on to help you do the dirty work without saying a word if need be. And be a brother that would do the same. Be honest all the time. The truth hurts, especially when you're honest with yourself. But someone must do it. Show up for yourself every fucking day so that you can show up for everyone else. Be the hardest worker in the room. Better yet, be the elephant in the room. Spend more time listening than talking. You'll learn more and people will feel better around you. Husbands, boyfriends, and those that want to be a husband, be a good one. Make yourself desirable. Be a man that a good woman will want to be with. Be the king that a queen deserves. Be her knight in shining armor. If you can't be a woman's own personal monster, capable of defending her and whatever children you make or raise with her with your life, if you can't provide her with all the things she needs, then you don't deserve a good woman. If you can't be ferocious when you need to be and voracious all the time, you cannot expect to have a good woman. Be the man, not just a man. If you are having trouble finding a woman, then look in the mirror. Establish the grounds for which you stand and ask yourself, are you a deserving man? Would you trust yourself with your life and your children's life if you were a woman? If you are already a husband, support her. 
love her, cherish her, seduce her, protect her, provide for her, and most of all, respect her. Respect her enough to keep her secrets. Never talk shit about her to other people. Never. She is your other half. Maybe even your better half. Treat her as such. Fathers, as I said before, a man's greatest triumphs are those of his wife and children. A man's greatest successes are the successes of his wife and children. We talked about how important how important it is for children to have a masculine figure in their lives. That importance is your responsibility. Don't take this duty frivolously. Your absence can destroy many lives, physical and emotional absence. Be there for your children in every way that you can. Teach them, learn from them, listen to them. Your legacy is your creation. If you are a shitbag father, that's your legacy. I come from a long line of masculine and honorable fathers, ones that my family still tell stories about today, many generations later. I want to live on in my family's legacy through words similar to those that I grew up hearing. The greatest trait you can pass on to your children is discipline. Teach them to focus. Teach them to listen. Teach them to think. Teach them to wonder and teach them to never give up. Teach them to use discipline as a tool, a tool to build their dreams and one day their kingdom. To a son, as we grow from boys to men, a lot of things change. One thing is certain, no woman will ever love you and care for you the way that your mother did. Despite whatever type of mother she may have been to you, she was a human of her own accord, suffering her own struggles and traumas, and even under whatever visage she may have hidden herself from you. If she did, she did it out of love. She gave you life. She carried you in her womb. She gave birth to you. You are entangled with her at a quantum level, and you can never separate yourself from her. All of your mitochondria came from her. Yes, all of your mitochondria. Give her the respect that she deserves. Call her, answer her calls, and tell her how you're doing. Honestly, she already knows anyways. A mother's intuition is stronger than you can fathom. To your fathers, treat them how you wish to be treated as a father. If you grew up with a father like I did and you've read this book through its entirety, then you should fully understand the struggles that he likely faced. And above all those odds, he still managed to supply you, <clears throat> your family, with food, housing, and love. If he didn't show it the way you think you needed it, he provided what he could when he could. And I guarantee that at times he struggled to do so. He likely cried behind closed doors, punched, punched things, yelled, and lost all composure when no one was around, but managed to keep it together the best that he could around his family. Respect him for this. Honor his name and be loyal to him. Call him and answer his calls if you're lucky enough to still get them. There are just a few things guaranteed in life, and one of those is that one day those calls will stop coming from your Decide whatever quarrels you've had and move forward with them. They are human beings too. They have dealt with traumas and tribulations too, maybe even harsher than yours. Understand that they are people too. Respect them, but don't hold how they responded to their struggles against them. As I stated frequently in this book, a man truly needs to be able to perform two duties in a plethora of ways. A man must provide and protect protect. Take either of those abilities away from a man and you've ripped his heart out. Don't ever let anyone or anything 
rip your heart out. Always stay capable and one step ahead. Life will move quickly and sometimes the tides will change without warning. This is why you always stay capable. When the tides change, you make judgment calls and adjustments. Remain capable all the time. Always find a way to protect and provide for your wife, children, and family. Find joy in that work. Developing grit. I spent the beginning of my manhood on rock bottom. At the deepest of the abysses I ever fell, luckily, I was hit hard enough to see my faults. Rock bottom sucks, but it sucks even more if you don't realize you're there. The feeling of being fine is a horrible contentment that can easily kill a man. I was hit hard when I was down, and those wake-up calls enlightened me to the reality of my situations. Falling to rock bottom doesn't make you strong. Clawing, climbing, and fighting your way back out of that abyss is what creates robust resilience. This is where truly strong men are born. In the depths of hell, a heavenly man is born. When a man is left no choice but to face all his demons head on or give up, a true man has only one choice, an arduous and life-threatening choice, a choice that a coward could easily circumvent with the passage of time, procrastinating up until the day he finally snaps and puts a gun in his own mouth and lets the abyss eat him alive. The right choice is one that a man can't afford to evade. As difficult as it will be, he knows that he must be courageous and carry on no matter what. He knows that he has been cornered, and like a cornered bear, he must fight till the end, live or die, sink or swim, and the waters are rapidly rising. Sometimes you know precisely when and why you've landed yourself in the fire, and other times you're oblivious. I know both sides. Being a man in today's world is difficult. There's no doubt about it. But being a man in the modern world pales in comparison to the difficulties a man faced just 50 years ago. And from that time all the way back to the beginning, it is our duty to be as prepared and capable as they were for humanity, for ourselves, and for our planet. If you want to find true confidence and self-respect, then start being the hardest version of yourself possible. You have, must have control over your inner dichotomy. The tranquil warrior must be tranquil at times and furious in others. You must be able to choose which side to embody at the right times. This takes wisdom, patience, and strength. In some situations, you ought to be a lamb. In others, you should be a ram. And in others, you should be a lion. When you begin to master your own psyche, you will know how to represent yourself and family properly in every situation you encounter. I was putting the final touches into this book. I had an urge to ask my parents for their greatest words of wisdom to a son, words that a man could live by. My father had taught me many things throughout my life. Like I stated in the intro, he was Iron Man in my eyes. He was a hardworking blue collar father all of my childhood. He taught above all else that discipline and respect were the cornerstones of manhood. To him, respect was earned and never given, and discipline was the single trait that separated the weak from the strong, the men from the boys. He had catchphrases that always stuck with me, like, don't half-ass it, stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves, hard work pays off, and I'd rather be the underdog any day. All truly great phases, phrases that my brothers and I heard relentlessly in a multitude of ways. He told a lot of stories when we were growing up about his childhood, about his father's life, and about his grandfather's life. He would always end up cross-legged, hanging on 
to every word, even if it was the hundredth time we heard that story of great grandpa putting the police officer up against the door for harassing our grandpa when he was a kid. Or the time that my grandfather watched my father get in a fight against three other boys when he was young. Grandpa didn't intervene at all, not even when my dad came inside afterwards, bloody and beat. He just smiled at him because he knew that this would help shape him. These stories were remnants of a time when boys were allowed to be boys, and this led to men that were true men. Each story had a message and an indirect lesson about what a man should aspire to be. When I asked my father for some words of wisdom to a man for the purpose of this book, he offered to me the most perfect edition. He didn't know exactly what the book was about. He just knew that it had to do with testosterone and being a man. He shared a three-generation-long story passed from my great-grandfather, Hank, to his son, Charlie, and then to my father, now to me, and I will share the story to my son one day as well, extending it yet another generation. Great-grandpa said that when a man loses his temper, he has not yet become a man. For a real man has control of his temper. That is a true man. And that was a talk from a father to a son in the early 1930s. A talk from a father that knew his son's temper could consume him if he didn't control it. He was conveying that a man must learn to control the monster inside of him. And once he has that monster under control, he will have harnessed true manhood. His wisdom, his words of wisdom are a perfect fit. Wouldn't you say? It's reminiscent of the idealisms portrayed in many ancient philosophers and of course relates to my beliefs pertaining to the awakening and embodiment of the tranquil warrior. And this message had been passed down almost 100 years to the men in my family. This new idea that I thought I had turns out to be as old as humanity itself. The more I research on this topic, the more that this is evident. I must have learned this lesson through all the other stories that my father used to tell and by his example, because that story in particular, I had not heard yet. A mother always understands what a child doesn't say. This has always been true for my mom. She has always been a sort of earthly angel during the lowest of my lows. She, has, she had never failed to call just to see how everything was going. As if she knew what I was feeling, called a mother's intuition call it quantum entanglement. Either way, my mom always knew when I needed some reassurance. She always talked compassion with the side of don't be a dumbass. She was the type of mother that loved unconditionally. And trust me when I say that I tested those limits. She was the type of mom that didn't want to see her children get hurt. So she taught us to think on our own and to be strong mentally and physically. More mothers today should be like that. When I asked my mom for her words of wisdom, she gave me this gem. Learning to process your feelings will bring you some of your greatest strengths. Boom. I think this is a good fit for this topic as well. I also believe this is true, but also extremely difficult. Men today don't have the outlets we used, we once did to process our, our primal emotions. Most men don't work a laborious or fulfilling job. They don't have the necessity to hunt or fight and these things are the exception today rather than the norm. They don't demand anything difficult from themselves. Some men outsource, they outsource these primal urges to the gym, but again, that's the exception, not the norm. 
Then they are taught to suppress those primal emotions like anger, love, and fear. A man isn't supposed to cry, yell, fight, or get excited in any way that could offend anyone else. At least that's what the media wants from modern men. They want a weak, suppressed, and docile society of men, easy to control and defeat. And that is all bullshit. A man, and women too, need to express all their emotions, right or wrong. Let the anger out, let the fear process, let the love show. When I began understanding, processing, and allowing all my emotions to flow, energy and motion equals emotion, and work through me the way they needed to, I began to understand the root of these emotions. Understanding your thoughts and feelings is one thing, but processing them is another. Processing means that you've crossed those internal bridges. Work on the process. Words from one man to another, to any man reading this book, I am here for you. I have endured, I have endured my own tribulations separate from yours, but I understand your struggle. I want you to know that your presence in this life, the duty you have, the life you live is priceless. Your absence can affect more people than you can imagine. When life gets tough, get tougher. You have the ability, don't give up on yourself, no matter what. People depend on you. <clears throat> and that is the final chapter of rewilding the modern man. If you have any questions, if you like it, if you love it, um, please reach out to me. Um, let me know. Um, also, Depending on when this podcast does release, um, the book should be available either at awakeningthetranquilwarrior.com um, or it should also be available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, um, and possibly by that point as well should be available in a lot of local Pittsburgh storefronts. We will obviously also have it available here in the, in the energy fitness studio. Um, yeah, like I said, thank you guys for listening again. This was a nice short episode. Um, should be less than 20 minutes by the time it's recorded. Um, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I hope that you found something informational, something beneficial for you in this um, short recording of the final chapter of my new book. And, uh, Thank you, guys. I appreciate you.